friends, and welcome back to Between Your Ears, the podcast where we look at that small space that sits between your ears that has a huge impact on our lives. I'm your host, Peg Cleland, and thank you for joining me for another mindset chat. And today's chat is all about judgment. I mentioned this a little bit last week in my chat about parenting, because so often I think we can feel judged as parents. And we can judge as parents as well. And I think that's maybe the important thing about judgment is today, we're talking about it from the perspective of being judged and judging because we all do it and we all experience it. Uh, I did a course last year called Poison. And I may have to run that course again because it was an awesome course for all of us that were, were in it. All about the poisons in our lives and things like judgment, but, you know, comparison, competition, not enoughness, some things I've talked about on this podcast, but the course was about poison and how these things do literally poison our lives. So today's session is about judgment, and I want to start off with the definition, I guess. I looked it up. I love looking up definitions when I'm talking about something, but it it's an opinion, which is interesting. Judgment is just an opinion. It's good to remember that. Uh, It's an opinion by examining or comparing. That is also important, the word comparing, because that is what judgment does, is it compares us to somebody else, essentially. We're going to talk about judgment mostly from the perspective of people, people judging people and (laughs) qualities in people. We can judge other things too. I was you can't judge a book by its cover. So we judge books, we judge other topics and things. But today it's mostly about the judgment of people. And Gabby Bernstein has a great book. And if you've read it, you know, it's called The Judgment Detox. And this episode has a little bit to do with that. I got the influence for the name from her. And I do love the book. And in it, she talks about judgment being a separation from love. So anytime we are judging or comparing, when we compare, we are separating ourselves. We're creating separation. And she talks about separation from love, which is, you know, valid. I like that one too. But I want to think about it as separation from this duality or wholeness, really. Uh, So when it comes to separation, we often think about you against them. Okay, it's this or that. So we're separating ourselves from and comparing ourselves from what somebody else is doing and we're doing it differently or something, a quality they have and we don't, whether that's good or bad. But we're creating separation. It's you against them versus this idea of duality. And I did a course on duality last year as well. But if we think you against them, separation, duality is really just you are them. They are you. What I have in me, you have in you. We are all the same as whole human beings. So elements of me that I see in you, if I judge those elements, it's perhaps because I don't want to see them in myself. That's part of judgment. Sometimes we judge others because we don't want to see that in ourselves. So instead of it being, you know, the separation idea is this or that, duality is really this and that. And there's another great book that I've read. If you're looking for great books, I always recommend books. Uh, It's written by Debbie Ford. It's called Dark Side of the Light Chasers. And it's all about this idea of duality and the shadow and the light and how we need to learn to hold both. We do have both within us. 
quite often we try to hide from the dark side, our shadows. We don't want to admit certain things that we have within us. And that's the idea of separation. We're actually separating ourselves from ourself. So we don't always just judge others. We also judge ourselves. Uh, and we don't want to acknowledge or admit parts of ourselves. So that's a great book, Dark Side of the Light Chasers by Debbie Ford. And this idea of separation, it starts from childhood. I talked about kids in my last session about parenting, but the conditioning that happens to children, it happens to all of us, but starting from childhood, we, we learn to see our differences more than our sameness. We see the differences. We're taught, you know, good and bad. We're taught boy and girl. And that's a really, you know, scary thing. Early on, we're le- we learn that separation, the difference between boys and girls, how different they are. But we don't look so much at how much they're the same, how we're, how we're all human and whole. We see the, the differences in you're strong or you're weak. You know, you're an athlete or you're a nerd. <laughs> in school. You're the pretty one or you're the plain one. There's so many separations. Um, and it it starts, you know, at school, this conditioning idea, but everything from playground bullying, creating separation, to global systemic racism. Like on a global scale, we have this separation, you know, between boys, girls, black and white, good or bad, rich or poor. All of this separation And that's what causes a lot of our judgment of others. But, you know, it's playground bullying, systemic racism, but it also comes right down to household criticism. It's as simple as that. Partners within a household, parents with children within a household, criticism is is judging another person. So it happens all around us. And what it leads to, when I think of the children situation again, is we start to develop this not enoughness. If you see yourself as separate from others, we're not as good as others. We don't have enough of this quality. So my episode on not enoughness, if you haven't listened to that one, it kind of resonates here as well. When we feel like we're not whole, we're not whole humans, we are somehow just part of, we're separate from others and we don't see all sides of ourselves. So talking about judgment, Judgment, I I mentioned we're going to talk from different angles. We do judge others. We're going to get into that. But we also judge ourselves. So this idea of self-criticism and whether that's trying to hide from certain things in ourselves, but also the negative self-talk that goes on between our ears on a daily basis sometimes, some of it worse than others. But this idea of judging ourselves is very, very harmful and We can then also get in the habit of whenever you might judge another person for something or think a judgmental thought, then you judge yourself for having that thought and you feel bad for even having that thought. And it becomes this kind of downward spiral, this cycle of negative self-talk and and judgment. And I, I believe Gabby Bernstein talks about it in the Judgment Detox, the cycle of judging yourself for judging others. It just becomes perpetual. So we do judge ourselves and that's something that can lead to a lot of just poor self-esteem, not enoughness, but it can lead to higher levels of mental health. And again, I'm not a mental health expert, but if you find yourself often judging yourself 
and, and feeling so down about it. it. Maybe it is time to seek some help uh, in that area. But today I want to focus on the judgment of others. And when we separate ourselves from others by judging. And often this judgment is really just a projection. And I guess I'm encouraging us today to be open and honest with ourselves. Just check yourself, moving forward from this podcast, how often you do project with your judgment. And a couple ways to think about that. One is just a fun analogy if you've never done it. Right now, do it with me. Point your finger away from you like you're pointing at somebody because you're judging them and you're pointing at them to criticize them or compare them or whatever. Notice how your one finger is pointing at them and there are three fingers pointing back at you. And you may have heard that before, but I think it's such a good visual for us to remember when we judge others, is it because there's something that we're feeling less than lacking negative about in ourselves and we just don't want to see it. We're kind of hiding. So we point at them to prevent ourselves from having to look at us. Because remember, we are all whole and what is in them is also in us. Varying levels of all characteristics, you know, they might have more of something, we have less than, they've got less, we've got more. But the good and the bad, the good, the bad, and the ugly, we all have it. We are whole human beings. So be careful of pointing fingers And the other analogy I want to make is the visualization of a mirror. And sometimes when we judge others, it's really just that we see something in them and it's mirroring back a reflection to us and we might not like it. We might not like what we see. And that's that shadow side of us. We we want to deny the shadow, the darkness. But if you think of the mirror image, and this also comes into human design, because if you've heard of a reflector, uh, we've talked briefly about human design. There'll be more sessions. But a reflector is, is a, an energy type that has all open centers. And so they're called a reflector because with an open energy center, you really can reflect back to other people what, what is in them. Uh, empaths, if you have an open you know, emotional center or, or splenic center, sometimes you can be very psychic or empathic because you can almost see into others and reflect back to them what you are feeling for them. So human design has a little bit of this as well. And it's the idea of seeing the reflection, see yourself in your judgment, because quite often it's there. So how does judgment make us feel? I want you to be honest with yourself and just, I'm going to give some, some examples and ideas, but you know, think about it yourself. How does judgment make you feel? It might, in that first instant I mentioned when we judge ourselves, it can make us feel sad, disappointed, negative. You know, our our self-esteem can go down if we're judging ourselves, or we feel guilty for judging others. So there's that. But how does judgment serve you? Because whatever we do in life usually has some benefit. Some way it is serving us. And I've mentioned a few of these already, but the protection idea like pointing fingers away, it protects us from admitting that we might have that quality or we might be that way or want that thing. So it's protection. It also can serve us by avoiding things. It's an avoidance. We don't have to look at our own shit if we're busy pointing fingers at other people's, you know, shit, (laughs) how they're parenting, what they're doing with their kids, how they're running their business. So it's an avoidance. 
social media is a huge element of judgment that is, you know, social media is what it is. It's always going to be here. And I think more and more all the time, but we can hide behind social media and avoid our own truth and instead just criticize others. Uh, Justification. That's another way that judgment serves us. We feel justified when we judge somebody else for something. When we're criticizing them, we have this feeling of self-righteousness. And as I say all the time, I am not separate from any of the topics on this podcast. We are all human. I have judged people. I judge people. I judge myself. I am far more aware of it now. And that's what I hope you get out of this podcast is the idea that just becoming aware of it is the first step. So yeah, when we just justify our judgment of others, it's, we feel self-righteous. We feel better then. And what that does, how that serves us, which can also be a little bit addictive, is it gives us a positive feeling. As, as sad as that sounds, we can get an endorphin rush, a feeling of being better than, a feeling of, you know, this powerful, I'm better than you thing. And it's not always that we intend to have that feeling or we're looking for it. But it can silently get in there and we can become addicted to the feeling of judging others. So we can sit on social media and, and scroll through things, getting hit after hit of an endorphin rush of judgment. I wouldn't have posted that. Why is she wearing that? You know, who does she think she is? Um, all kinds of things can go through our mind. So become aware of it. The next thing, the big thing I want to talk about right now, how it serves us, how judgment serves us. And I know that we have all been exposed to this at, at a young age and maybe now even as adults, you're just unaware of it, but it's happening and it's gossip. Gossip is a form of judgment. When we gossip, it gives us a feeling of being included. So it's very inclusive. When you're gossiping with somebody else, a group of people or just one other person, gossip makes you feel included like you're bonding with that person or that group. You belong with them. You all have this same agenda. You all feel the same way. You share this judgment of somebody else. And this comes up all the time. It came up, it comes up in politics. People gossip about prime ministers and presidents. It comes up in religion. It comes up in, you know, the pandemic. There was a lot of this bonding together. People felt like they were part of a group because they could gossip about other people. So we all do it. We're all exposed to it. It happens. It confirms our acceptance. And so that's why we do it. It's that addictive drug. We like to belong. I mentioned Brene Brown all the time in her books. She talks about this idea of belonging. And it is important for us as humans to belong. But not at the, at the expense of somebody else being gossiped about. Not at the expense of criticizing others just to make us feel better about ourselves. But what I want to talk about right now with gossip is the silent gossip. And I've been through a lot, you know, with my kids. I, like I said, I coach them through a lot of things. So I've been through this discussion with, with especially my daughter. I think gossip is more prevalent with girls. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's one of our boy-girl things. It's been conditioned. It's the tradition. Girls are gossipy. 
But anyway, back in her younger years, at grade four, grade five, it starts. But girls gossip about other girls. And so I had this conversation with her because, you know, she might come home and say it felt kind of awkward. They were talking about, you know, so-and-so and how she's, I don't know, wearing dumb clothes or she is a little bit overweight or she couldn't keep up in phys ed or whatever the gossip was about. And I said to Haley, the hard part with gossip is that if you are sitting there in the group, even if you don't say anything, because I'm, I'm sure she said, but mom, I didn't say anything. I didn't feel like it was right. I said, yeah, but by not saying anything, it's you're agreeing. And it's the same for grownups. If you're in a situation and there are women or men, but women talking about uh, somebody else, somebody's parenting, somebody's business, if you're not saying anything, you're part of the gossip. You might go home thinking, that was so terrible of them to be gossiping about Susan. You were gossiping. If you were in that situation and said nothing, you just listened, you were gossiping. You wanted to belong, so you didn't say anything. It is so important to be brave. This is what I tried to teach my daughter. Be brave. Take a deep breath. And even if you just say, I don't think that's what she meant. Or you say, I don't know, it doesn't feel right to talk about her when she's not here. Or maybe you should ask her and see what she says. Whatever it is you say, it doesn't have to be huge. But say something to let them know that you're not part of it. The interesting thing that happens when one person speaks up is so many others who wanted to say something like, oh, this is making me uncomfortable, they feel free to do it. And I'm talking about adults just as much as kids. So be the brave one. Stop the toxic spread of the poison that one person is inflicting into the group and you're just a carrier of the poison if you don't say anything. So say something. The other thing that I often, I mean, if you... Are a little afraid to be brave, be brave because who knows what they're saying about you when you're not there. Like that's what I told my, my daughter as well. Like you have to be brave and set the example and you might lose certain friends and you don't want them anyway. But you don't want friends like that that might talk about you in a situation when you're not present. So it's always good to remember that. But gossip is, is a very toxic form of poison. So I highly encourage you to, you don't need to belong that badly to that particular group. Be brave. Uh, so just things to watch for. Like I said, awareness is my, my word. Watch for that gossip happening in your life. You know, um, cyberbullying. Watch for hiding behind. And I know that maybe as adults we think, oh, I'm not a bully. I'm not cyberbullying. That only happens in the high schools and teenagers. No, it happens with adults too. With comments and feeling like you can hide behind social media to judge others. That's still cyberbullying. So be aware of when you do that, even in the smallest of ways. Um, When you jump to conclusions about somebody else and what they're posting, do you know the answer to why they posted that? Did you ask them? Do you know the context that surrounds what they were posting or the decision that they made as parents? Like, do you know? No, most of the time we don't know any of that stuff. We don't know the context. And if we don't know the context, how can we judge? We can't. We haven't walked in their shoes. We don't know what's going on in their head, their heart, their house. We can't judge. So what we are in control of is our thoughts. Thoughts will come. We will rush to judgment in our head, a thought, a criticism, a comparison, something. But be aware of it and then ask my favorite question. Isn't that interesting? What does that mean? Why did I think that? Because you'll catch yourself in 
what we call triggers. You may have heard of triggers before. So if something triggers you, your thought suddenly you have this thought, and it's maybe judgmental or critical, it triggered you. Now you can take that thought and let it spiral negatively into judgment or protecting yourself or projecting on others, justifying things, or also in the negative side, negative self-worth, you can let that trigger you and make you feel less than. Those are all examples of separation. The trigger is allowing you to separate from others or separate from yourself and your worth, but it's a separation. On the other hand, triggers can also be positive, like a positive catalyst into something that expands you. A lesson that you learn, you learn from somebody else, it's growth, or it inspires you. Instead of judging other people, how about we be inspired by what they're showing us because that is also within us if we want it, if we choose to claim it. So that is the duality. If we can see somebody else who has it and we don't yet, but use it as an expander, let it inspire you. Feel the duality of your wholeness, where you're lacking, but also where you're, where you're overflowing. And they might have something that you feel you're lacking right now, but you still have choice. You don't have to separate from what they've got. We have choice to hold both the energies and work towards different things. We can choose our feelings. When you have thoughts, become aware of them, get curious about them. Is it triggering you in a bad way or could it trigger you in a good way that expands you? And then you get to choose how you feel about that thought, and the actions that you take. As Gabby Bernstein says, choose again. We can always choose again. So I hope you got something out of today's episode about judgment that you've experienced in your past. You might be experiencing in your present. You might be judging or you might be feeling judged, but an awareness of it and a curiosity. And wherever you can possibly stop the judgment, when it leads to separation, separation of you from others, but also separation from you with yourself, take that action, choose that feeling because yeah, we don't need poisons and toxins in our lives. We need to detox. So that is our session for today on detoxing judgment from your life. Uh, If you're enjoying what you're hearing, gang, I would love it if you left a five-star review. If you want to leave a little... um, well, I guess a five-star rating. If you want to leave a review, I would love that. And I, I enjoy reading them. It's it's very heartwarming to read that it's making a difference. Reach out to me on Instagram if you want to uh, ask me to do a show on something, if you have a question. I love to hear from people. And just another little reminder that if you're interested in parenting and the Parenting Portal, it is starting on the 22nd, but it's on early bird. Oh, you missed the early bird (laughs) by the time you hear this episode, but it's still open and you can jump in if you're interested. So thank you so much for joining me today. Have a wonderful, uh, I hope you had a wonderful Easter because this is going to come out on on Easter Monday. Hope you ate lots of uh, chocolate and I will talk to you next time. Oh, stay tuned on Friday. The Mindful Meditation will relate to today and it's all about Namaste. So I will see you then and thanks for letting me between your ears. 